Yes, it's that time of year again. Of course, we love WKRP all year long, but especially now as we get closer to Thanksgiving and recall that incredibly funny episode. Did you know we have five different WKRP designs, including three different Turkey Drop-inspired ones? Simply go to CincyShirts.com and type WKRP into the search bar and have a look. Use the promo code at the end of this episode to save 20% on your entire order online or in-store. Now, on with the show. WKRP in Cincinnati. This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 145. Today on our show, Stephanie Tuis from Tuis Farms. We had someone stop by the farm with their uh, metal detector years ago, probably 10 years ago now, and found one of the pairs. And my dad said, yeah, grandpa had a patent on them. So I don't know if they're the same in the storage wars thing, if they were a different kind of glasses or whatever. But yeah, it just sits on their bee. Yeah, they aren't able to peck each other and especially not in the eye. Yes, we talk turkey and more with Stephanie, who is actually a school teacher and assistant principal by day. She moonlights at her parents' farm, particularly this time of year, along with her siblings, who also have other day jobs. Stephanie tells us the history of the farm, how it runs today, glasses for turkeys, and she confesses that she's never seen the WKRP Turkeys Away episode. We get the details. Now, if you've been liking the podcast, you can help support it by PayPal or Venmo. Simply use podcast at cincyshirts.com and chip in whatever you feel is fair. Also, be sure to listen to that special promo code near the end of the interview for uh, 20% off your next order from Cincy Shirts or oldschoolshirts.com. Now, let's talk to Stephanie Tuis. Cincinnati, Cincinnati. She came down Cincinnati. Just maybe think of me once in a while. I'm a Cincy So you're you're a teacher? Uh yeah, and a vice principal at the same time. Wow. <laughs> oh wow. Double duty, huh? <laughs> yeah, over in Covington, Kentucky. So nice. Trying to keep my school open. Man, so you, so uh, what role do you have in the farm now? Uh, well, being the farmer's daughter, we all kind of chip in. So I'm kind of part-time farm kid and full-time teacher, but this time of year, full-time both. <laughs> so yeah. all the um, social media, for the most part, my sisters kind of help with that. But I do the website, the ordering, the emails. So good times. So yeah, see, I one not. About, about uh, you told me it's pronounced Tuis Farms. It's not yes. Tues, yes. which uh, I'm sure is probably the number one question you guys get is how the heck do you say this? <laughs> it but, is. It is. So we always say Lewis with a T. Oh, there Lewis you go. with the T. So Tuis Farms, you guys are uh, located in Northern Kentucky. Um, what? Kind of like behind Dixie Highway, right? Like. Yeah, w- w- the original entrance to the farm was off of Dixie Highway, where Dixie High School actually is right now. I found that out last Thanksgiving. You know, you learn a little bit every Thanksgiving, but we are off of the 75 Buttermilk Pike exit. Awesome. So there's, there's not many farms around that area. It's No, uh, when my grandpa bought the farm, 
basically 75 is over part of his farm. So he had all of that land. There. I was looking at the map, yeah, to see because there, it's, there's been a lot of trem- there's been tremendous growth around the farm. There's um there's a bunch of uh, industrial I guess uh, businesses sort of there. There's the freeway, which I, I was wondering if that you lost land to that, and of course there's a housing development going up uh, like about 200 yards on the other side of you. Yeah, yeah. So everything's changed a lot. We're actually in Erlanger, so we're zoned industrial. Um, so that's why we kind of are grandfathered into the farming situation. And when my grandpa passed away, my dad and one of my uncles took over the farm. And now dad and my uncle still helps. And a lot of the aunts and uncles come back to help. But uh, my dad's the sole kind of runner of the farm. Awesome. So when did it when did it start? When did uh, your grandpa start it? So he started it in 1944 in Edgewood off of Charter Oak. There's still a little stone house that he built there. Um, all of his barns are gone. There's a bunch of neighborhoods back there now. Um, and then he got an opportunity to buy 100 acres where the farm is now. We still only own about 35-ish acres of land there. Um, UDF bought a little bit from us to build more freezer space. The 75 was built there where Griffin Elite and um, there's a road that goes towards the airport. All of that used to be our farm as well. So, but we did the farming where the farm is now. All of that was just kind of land for hay and stuff. Gotcha. So what all, uh, what all animals do you have? Or is it, you know, grow crops as well or what what, um in the summertime we do have a garden summertime we do have a garden uh but the crops are basically chickens and turkeys we do have a few bunnies that around easter people come to have a pet bunny um but pretty much we have chickens year round so we have fresh chickens and eggs year round and then the turkeys we get in the summertime and dad those are his babies he takes care of them until around this time of year and then Christmas time. And then we always save a few for people that eat turkey at Easter time. And then they're gone until we get the babies again. So we kind of raise them from a day old till now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So where do you get the babies? I mean, he gets them from different hatcheries around. Um, So he sometimes has to drive. I know he drives to pick them up now. Like I said, there's babies. So he's driven to Pennsylvania to pick up the baby turkeys before. It just depends on where we can find them out there in the local area, a hatchery. But we want to get them when they're a day old, just so we can control everything that goes into them and watch them grow up. Wow. A day old, they're ready to get on a truck and... Yep, they get in dad's SUV and boxes and dad takes a road trip for the first, (laughs) their first moments of life is a road trip. Wow. That's crazy. And then you can uh, pump them full of all your steroids and GMOs and no, none of that stuff. Yeah. So, so it's all, uh, I mean, I guess organic is the word, but what, uh, what, uh, what else do you guys uh, like uh, vitamins or supplements or anything? It's no, they are, rain, they are raised out in the pasture. They do get a cornmeal mash, but it doesn't have any GMO. We know that's important to people nowadays. No hormones, no steroids, no antibiotics. They're just plain old turkeys that get to roam outside and grow. And they are growing really, really well this year. While everyone else is getting sick, the turkeys are strong and big, which is 
part of the problem because people are having smaller gatherings, but we have bigger turkeys. Yeah. They are growing up. They're they're good for leftovers. Exactly. That's what I've been telling everybody. That's fine. Just still get the bigger one. You can freeze it for later because it's fresh. So yeah. A leg or a wing for another day. Sandwich. A proper sandwich. Yeah. We usually eat Turkey sandwiches are my favorite. Yeah. So like uh, a lot of the businesses, uh, you guys have been affected uh, by COVID. Uh, and is that just kind of recently you're seeing that with like Thanksgiving numbers or uh, has, it, has it been a tough year uh, all around? Well, during quarantine, when quarantine happened in March, I'm like I mentioned before, a vice principal and teacher. So I was teaching from home. So on a couple of days a week, I would be teaching from the farm actually to help mom and dad. I figured the less customers they came in contact with, the better that they want to get it. Um, But we actually were swamped from March through June because a lot of the grocery stores were out of eggs or out of chicken. So people were reaching out to us that had never heard of us before. So we actually got quite a few new customers from that. Um, And some of them have continued to come. Some of them are back to going to their supermarkets. But at least I got our name out there a little bit. So we actually did great during the quarantine. Um, And right now, though, we're seeing a lot of people that have placed their orders. So we've been taking Thanksgiving orders since November 1st. And we're getting a lot of calls, obviously, of people having to cancel their plans or someone in the family has it. So now they're not celebrating at all. Um, We are offering options to people to try to help with it, like doing just a breast or just doing a boneless breast. Cause you can do like a three pound boneless breast. We can do any size boneless breast. It's a little more pricey, but you're just getting meat. We also cut turkeys in half and just sell a half a turkey. So yeah, I think people in the supermarket are used to buying. Like, this is all, this is all just stuff that you've offered this year. We've kind of started offering it over the last few years, just seeing that families like are spreading out and doing their own thing. But especially this year, we are just have having so many half turkeys ordered. Yeah. And you gotta get, you gotta get creative. Yeah, you do. You have to get creative to go with the masses. Yep, exactly. So we'll see. Yeah. And get that, the turkey breast idea. That's fabulous. My, when I was, uh, lived in Pittsburgh with my dad, um, it was just the two of us and that's what we did. So, you know, it, you can, you can still do it. Still Turkey, still good. Exactly. And I've never shopped at the supermarket for a turkey. So I never even knew that there were 10 pounds turkey. So when people call, I'm like, oh, is that a joke that you want a 10 pound? <laughs> like, I don't I don't know of a 10 pound turkey. That would be like a really two month yeah. baby thing. And at our farm. Yeah. But yes, other people raise smaller turkeys. We just they end up growing. Yeah. What is the so range they- of turkeys you guys have? What, what What would be the smallest turkey you would generally have? The smallest turkey is a, usually around 17-ish, and I always say ish because they're still alive right now. Yeah, yeah. So they are still growing, but we usually say around 17-ish is an estimate. But we've, Dad said he thinks he sees some 35-pounders out there wow. in the field right now. Hmm. So next week, we might have a 40. You never know. Wow. So what is so... Say you have a 40 pounder and you don't have anyone to purchase that 40 pounder. Does he just keep growing until he's a hundred pounder? No, we don't want him to get too too much bigger than that. So we usually, um, we have a couple places, like a couple restaurants that purchase from us and they'll purchase those really large breasts to make things like hotel Covington is one of our 
customers and I know they're having a Thanksgiving kind of deal down at the hotel. So usually restaurants will buy those really big breasts. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Dark that's meat definitely. to do yeah, ground turkey. Um, man, I go to Finley Market, go to the Amish uh, poultry place there, and I get mm-hmm. turkey ribs. Do you guys do those at all? or? Uh, so we have gotten requests for that yet, but we haven't tried the turkey ribs because that takes a lot of extra cutting. And let's be honest, this time of year, we are really, really busy to try to make yeah. ribs. But maybe I'll add it to the uh, experimental oh. between Thanksgiving want, and Christmas. I want to get a food truck and figure out turkey ribs. Like if anyone that has... I don't know. It's been kind of like our secret uh, thing. Like whenever time we have, whenever we entertain <laughs> at our at our home in Taylor Mill, we uh, always get the turkey ribs, and people are like, "Oh, that sounds disgusting." But then, like they're smoked, and it's almost like a big chicken wing, really. You know, just mm. throw it on the grill, some salt and pepper, and some, you know, whatever your favorite wing sauce is. And uh, man, we eat them just like chicken wings, but. Um, yeah, you and were on about that a long time ago, and I've forgotten I, about I that. I looked at him, I'm like, all right, does a turkey really have a rib? Or, like, what? what is this? How? I, I mean, they do, they do kind of have ribs, so I guess. But yeah. I'm going to try to. I'm going to ask Dad and see what he says. Yeah, we got to come up with a better name than turkey ribs, because people are usually grossed <laughs> out when you say that. Um, but anyway. Yeah. That, that's, a better food truck name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll make sure to get our... Uh, our turkey ribs for our, our food truck from you guys. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so, but yeah, so I'm trying to figure out why people would be uh, canceling their dang orders. Cause I mean, you, you could freeze it right mm-hmm. after, after it's cooked. I mean, there's plenty of, plenty of other, other ways to, man, I figure you could eat on Turkey for a while. It didn't matter if, you know, your aunt and uncle are coming over or not. Very true. Very true. I think a lot of people don't have freezer space. Mm. I don't know what your freezers look like, but I know mine's usually packed with a lot of stuff that probably needs to be thrown away. (laughs) Well, actually, during quarantine, we bought a uh, we went in with some other families here in the neighborhood and got like a, I don't know, a quarter of a cow. And then we got half a pig. They're like, oh, dang, we need a freezer. So we tried to get on you know, Home Depot, Best Buy, Lowe's, whatever, they were all sold out of freezers. Oh, Ended up sure. having to go to some restaurant supply place and who knows what shady <laughs> operation that was, but we got a freezer eventually. But yeah, I could, but there, there definitely was a shortage of uh, freezer space. I know firsthand. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people stocked up lately and I'm not sure if they're stocking up again or not. I haven't been to the grocery store in a bit. Yeah. I heard that there's another uh, TP Armageddon. That's what I was just going to say. Although I've heard the toilet paper thing is happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if you freeze turkey, that's just that's a, a healthier meat to stock up on anyway. So, and you can, you know, and I don't know if the, you folks have been like this uh, out there listening and, you know, Darren and Stephanie, but I've done a lot more cooking and I've gotten really good uh, and have been trying all these recipes. So I reckon there's got to be loads of recipes you could, you know, find a use for that turkey with. Yeah, we've been posting some on our Facebook page. A couple of uh, family members have sent me some recipes that we could send so that, like, keep buying the big turkey because look at all these recipes you could do with it later. So I think it's a matter of people making sure they freeze just, like, small sections of it so yeah, they don't yeah. have to take out the giant pieces and, later. And Well, this leads me to another uh, topic. You're talking about chickens. Uh, we've noticed that, you know, if you 
buying good chicken it makes a difference over buying just, you know, I would say garden variety chicken. And I would imagine that would extend to turkeys as well, because no offense to the folks at the deli counter at your local grocery store, I'm betting a turkey from you folks is going to be like way better for everything, sandwiches, salad, whatever you want to put it in, than it is if you, mm-hmm. you know, get it like, you know, boar's head. Apologies to the folks at boar's head. Fine folks, I'm sure, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, we have people that say like now that we've found your farm, we don't eat chicken or turkey from anywhere else or eggs. My, like I said, a lot of my friends, that was the way I could see friends over quarantine was, hey, I'm working at the farm on these days during the week. Stop by and buy some eggs so we can catch up. Otherwise, I won't see your face because we're locked down. And so a couple of my friends have started buying and are like, well, I can't go back to store-bought now. Yours just... Eggs is another thing uh, that we noticed at Fransan. I, I make breakfast for my wife every Sunday morning, and we used to just buy the you know garden variety store brand eggs. And she, her sister, got her turned on to this more expensive brand, or like six bucks a carton, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they're pricey. But you you can really tell the difference for sure. Yeah, ours aren't that pricey. We're not like California pricey or anything like that. I think we're even cheaper than Finley Market when I've looked at their prices when I've gone over there. Like our chickens are three dollars a pound. Breasts are. Chicken breasts are five dollars a pound. Boneless breasts are six dollars a pound. Um, our brown eggs are three dollars a dozen. We have what are called super jumbo, which a lot of those are double yolked eggs, and those are three dollars a dozen. Oh. Some people like. I know one person came in and bought ten dozen super jumbos while I was working. I was like, "You must eat a lot of eggs at your house." Out. <laughs> what the heck are they doing? I so- don't know. It must be a keto thing, right? I guess. Well, I mean, a, a 99 cent, 99 cent a carton egg, well, perfect for cooking, everybody. But if you're going to actually have scrambled eggs, you know, a fried egg on toast, whatever, you go with a better egg. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Quarantine yeah, has taught me better. anything. <laughs> when the, the farm fresh eggs are like, like the yolk is way more rich in color and it's darker. darker. And yeah, like, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah that's, what, we, like that's what I've heard. But I don't eat fridge. I don't eat eggs from the store. So I'm Positive. <laughs> but I'm like, what kind of chicken are these store eggs coming from? Is like, you know, some machine crapping these things out, or uh, <laughs> I don't know, it, stuff like that. So it's like, man, it makes you really wonder what the heck's getting pumped into your food. Yeah, there's all those documentaries out there about poultry and things, but I'm just very thankful that I know where my food grew up. Grew up, and I know who the farmer was, my dad, that took care of them and treats them like their babies. Sometimes I think those turkeys have a better life than. Us kids growing up having to work on the farm. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So the turkeys have a good life. So do they Do they have a, a, a good death? Can we go <laughs> into the details of the butchering process? I don't know. Do I want to? I don't, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want any death. signs out in front of our farms. So. Uh, people, I mean. We do it humanely. Just have them watch the news and then they just kill over. We'll just, le- we'll just huh. leave it at that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they listen to country music. They listen to country music every night. Dad tucks them in for, he actually uses the word tucks them in for bed because he drives down on his gator and they all follow him back into the shelter. It's kind of like a a barn that has sides on two sides. So it's kind of open air barn. Yeah. Um, during the day they go out in the field, but at night they get tucked in because we do have, you know, just like anywhere else in Northern Kentucky, coyotes out there that are looking for them. So that's why they listen to country music all night long to keep the coyotes away. And dad has his little makeshift scarecrows, which are basically a bunch of old sweatshirts hanging on poles. So it looks like that there are people down there all night long to try to keep the coyotes out. 
Nice. Do they, uh, turkeys have much of a personality? Or did, um, after a while, are you like, oh man, there's that guy acting, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, you have your, you have your toms that traits. fluff up their feathers and walk around trying to show off for the ladies. And you have your toms that you watch them like kind of peck at each other when they get mad at each other. But for the most part, I mean, not. They're just turkeys. <laughs> yeah, they're turkeys. I mean, when you scream gobble at them, they do talk back to you. They do gobble back. Really? Yes. Which I wish I had a turkey to demonstrate right now, but I don't. I but I can always I'm, send you a video later when I stop by the farm after school. <laughs> are they yeah, mean to like each other? Be, uh, these mean to each other as chickens? Because my my, uh, my dad growing up, they had chickens, and there was a, a this one chicken. He told me was for some there was something wrong with her, and the other chickens attacked her, and they had to pull her out of the of uh, the, the the herd of whatever they whatever you call like what do you call a, a bunch of turkeys by the way? <laughs> Uh, it's a gaggle. There you go. Uh, a gaggle? No, no. A gaggle is geese. Hold on. What's a turkey? I looked this up the other day. A flock, but there's another word that you could use for it. Oh, I did Google I, it. I'm going to turn on my internet machine. Okay. Okay. You get that sorted. Yeah. And, all, uh, and anyway, they had to pull this chicken. Uh, her name was Alice, I think, away from the other chickens because they were going to peck her to death. And so, wow, you, they named their chickens. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they were they weren't for eating. I think they were for for getting eggs. This is the this is the depression, Youngstown, Ohio, 1930s, oh. 40s. You know. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you do have that problem once in a while, and we do have like some coops all over the farm, so that if there's anyone that's like a runt and kind of being picked on, we'll move them away from the rest of them because we don't want it to get hurt by anything. Okay. So. Which leads to my next question. I'm watching uh, Storage Wars a couple of weeks ago, and this dude okay. buys these little glasses, and he goes, and someone tells him they, those go on chickens, and he's thinking, oh, ha ha, that's very funny, and he's then they're like, no, seriously, they sold these in the 40s and 50s because they're colored, and it's to prevent the same problem I'm talking about is to keep the chickens from seeing blood and attacking each other, and he's like, no so way. Funny story, my grandpa actually has a patent for something like that. Aha! Oh wow, so this is on. Yeah. Yeah. So when he, so my grandpa started the farm and he raised chickens just for his neighbors. So he had like an egg route, we call it, um, to deliver eggs and fresh chickens to his neighbors. But he realized that. So we had someone stop by the farm with their uh, metal detector years ago, probably 10 years ago now, and found one of the pairs. And my dad said, yeah, grandpa had a patent on them. So I don't know if they're the same in the storage wars thing, if they were a different kind of glasses or whatever. But yeah, it just sits on their beak. Yeah. yeah. It can, yeah, they aren't able to peck each other and especially not in the eye. Nice. I'll be darned. So that, that was true. I thought there's some some TV shenanigans courtesy of the used to no, be about history. No, channel. that's a that's a real thing. And we have the I mean, it's the frame of the glasses, yeah, obviously yeah. the long gone, but it was kind it's of cool. like spectacles. Yeah. It, it does actually look just like spectacles. Yeah. Kind yeah. of cool that the guy found them. Like, how long have those been sitting in the field that he was walking through? Is all I could think. But there's not a need for them anymore because, like, this the thing on the storage wars is that they did this in the 40s and 50s, and it was popular for a while. But I guess it's it, it, they just keep a better eye on the, the whole. Yeah, I know that some farms, and we don't do this at our farm, but some farms actually like clip the beak Ooh. to keep it from being a pecker kind of. Okay. Thing keep it from being sharp but we don't do that we just if there's a chicken being picked on we move it okay there you go so how many turkeys are on the farm uh at at the maximum uh three thousand at the maximum so we have to keep us being a small business so three thousand at the maximum plus 
it's just my dad, my mom, and there's five of us, my my four siblings, and we all help out part-time because we all have other full-time jobs. So it's just really dad and mom, and mom, I would say, is part-time also, but dad does it full-time, and so as he's going older, mom wants him to downsize, but He's a farm boy at heart, so he has a problem doing that. <laughs> you can take the boy out of the farm, but yeah. <laughs> you guys ever get yeah. offers from bigger companies trying to buy you guys out or I don't no, know? Like- I just, I, I mean, I don't think that people like to work as hard anymore. You know, like my brother's a financial advisor. We only, there's only one boy. Although now we have a ton of, my dad has eight grandsons now. So maybe one of them will want to take over when they're older, but yeah. Uh, there's only one son and he's a financial advisor. So he sits in meetings and makes probably a lot more money than my dad does for all the hard work my dad does. But no but one my like, dad does it. That's his thing. No one like Boris Head or Kroger has come along and said, hey, well, then make it like an industrial, like happens to farms all over the state, really. Uh, it hasn't happened to us as far as I know. I mean, it's really kind of in a weird location because you really can't go too much bigger with the 3,000 turkeys. I mean, we're kind of using the land for those 3000. If you had more, I can't imagine how. Yeah. And you're boxed in by the freeway and all those, uh, where, yeah, there's a railroad behind us. Yeah. UDF on one side, there's a lumber company on the other, and then you have the expressway. So yeah, we are kind of boxed in there now. Hmm. That's awesome. You give uh, tours to uh, city folk who've never (laughs) seen a farm before. (laughs) Well, we don't really give tours anymore, but we do let people when they um, stop by, hey, the turkeys are right over there in the field if you want to go take a pick or whatever. So, but yeah, we can't really do tours or anything. We did that back when my grandparents were alive, but now with so many insurances that you have to be able to give a tour because if a turkey pecks somebody's foot or something, then- Of course, you could get in a mess. So it's pretty much like the turkeys are right over there. If you want to go take a peek to know that they actually exist here, but then that's about it. And who mostly do you, are you selling to? Is it, uh, is it individuals or is it uh, restaurants mm-hmm. or is it, do any of the grocery stores buy them or? Is- no, no grocery stores. We only sell our items um, through our farm. Besides our fresh eggs, we do take those to Remkes down the road in Crescent Springs. They okay. sell our eggs as well. But if you want to buy a Tuas chicken or a Tuas turkey, you have to come to our store on site. Now, a couple of restaurants, like I mentioned, Hotel Covington's one of our people. Um, so there's a few places that buy them for the restaurant. And there's a couple of companies that are giving them out as gifts this year, which that really helps my dad because we had one company order about 200 turkeys. So that's very helpful when they oh. give them out as company gifts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, but everybody else comes there. So we have like 3,000 people stopping by over the next week or so. So yeah. as far as chickens go, do I have to buy a whole chicken? Can I buy it in parts or can you put it in parts for yeah. me? We do pre- we do parts. So we have whole oh. chickens, cut up chickens, um, breasts, boneless breasts, legs, wings. We have all of that stuff. Aha. Uh-huh. I'm going to come out and see y'all. a bag of just the... Uh... Is it giblets or giblets or? Uh, yeah. Or, uh, yep. We have giblets. Those are very what? popular. Those usually sell out pretty fast. I so. was just listening really? to my favorite disc jockey this morning on Radio One in Britain, and that that came up, and he said, "What what what are giblets?" And I, I'm like, I'm, I have the same question now. <laughs> what okay, exactly so are giblets? The giblets are considered the liver and the gizzard. Uh-huh. So ah. Liver is just a brown piece of meat with a heart attached to it. 
And then the gizzard grinds up the food, which that's usually your job when you're first starting helping at Thanksgiving is as a little kid, you clean the gizzards because you got to open them up and get all of the cornmeal mash and grass out of them. So my favorites, well, I don't know if it's my favorite story because it got me working, (laughs) but grandpa used to tell us that he found a diamond ring one time in a gizzard. So somebody locked the diamond ring out in the field and one of the turkeys ate it. So if we ever found money or a diamond ring and a gizzard, we were allowed to keep it. So I think that's what got us all working. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Yeah, you yeah. should advertise that and have uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if there's many people that can stomach the whole processing thing, but we pretty much do most of it by hand. So it's a good thing that we have a really big family. <laughs> wow. Did you ever find uh, yeah. anything you in a gizzard? Together on a Saturday and just like, all right, come on over. We're going to be uh, – I mean, that's Bold pretty feathers. Our family reunion is pretty much killing turkeys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. My dad is one of 17. So I think my grandparents knew that they didn't want to work on the farm much longer. So let me have 17 children to do everything. <laughs> so a lot of the aunts and uncles will come back. I have um, 75 first cousins. That- Wow. Just change your name to the Duggar Farms. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite, but. (laughs) People know how to pronounce that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and did you ever Uh, find anything in a gizzard yourself or did any of your siblings or is this still like. Just rocks and grass. uh, So it's just still folklore from grandpa. Yeah, it's one of grandpa's stories. People that know my grandpa always say two things about him. He had good jokes, which I'm not sure if that means good clean jokes or dirty jokes, and really strong handshake. I guess he would squeeze everybody that came in the door. And he wasn't a big, big guy from what I remembered, but apparently had a tough handshake. It's a good, a good quality to have. Yes. Some of my uncles try to keep that handshake going. (laughs) Okay. I have a farming question. Okay. Um, so we're always told that the reason we have uh, daylight savings is because of farmers. And I've heard lately that uh, people say, no, nah, farmers don't care. And that we should just make st- what we call daylight savings now should be standard time. And I ask you, do farmers care about daylight savings or is it just they get up and, you know, the animals adjust and they you get up and when the time is right? I've always heard that too. I'm kind of in favor of not doing it because my sleep schedule gets all off. But I I mean, I don't think it makes a difference with our turkeys and chickens. I think they'll wake up when the sun rises anyway yeah. and just go with the flow. I don't I mean, they know that it's time to be fed when they see dad on the gator driving down into the field. They know it's time. So but <laughs> but you the farmers you think do care still. They would rather have it. Maybe people that have crops because of okay. like the getting up in the morning and working. I mean, they, all the barns have lights in them, so Dad can see the yeah. turkeys. So, but if you're working in a field, that's probably a very different type of sunlight you need. A group of turkeys. Uh, this is breaking news. Yes, <laughs> uh, is a, a rafter. Oh. oh, that's what it was. I knew it was a part of the wow. barn. Remember, a flock, flock is also acceptable. But okay, okay, Stephanie was right. There you go. Sorted. I I just looked it up yesterday because someone actually asked me. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember. That's how brained I am this time of year. Are you uh, familiar with the WKRP uh, turkey drop episode? 
where they throw the I, out of the. Uh, I have heard of it, but I have never watched it. Is that even on you on Netflix? Uh, oh my gosh! How can you be from YouTube. Cincinnati and not have seen that? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I was a 1980 baby, so it was like right around the time that we were growing uh, up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure my yeah. parents have. Well, the big joke is that they didn't know that turkeys couldn't fly. So is that true um, that turkeys cannot fly? They cannot, unless wild turkeys. The, we, we raise what's called a Nicholas white. So it's a white turkey because it grows a bigger breast, which is what most people want to eat. So um, it's more bred for eating, whereas wild turkeys can, I don't even know that I would call it fly because they're not like geese that can fly at long distances but they can get up in a tree if something's trying to get them they can like jump though can't they can they like like can they well, that's kind almost, of what i mean yeah like, okay. they kind of jump yeah they can jump and kind of flap their wings to get up yeah. to what they're trying to get away from but that's kind of the same with ducks like white ducks don't fly but um like the wild ducks can uh, ducks can actually fly further than a turkey could okay well if you get into ducks well, we know about ducks. We don't really have ducks. Ah. <laughs> uh. we did, but. Hey, do, uh, that brings up another question. Do other birds, like, just kind of come and hang out at the farm? Because we have, like, a huge geese problem, you know, around these parts sometimes in some places. Uh, and they're just everywhere. And do, like, geese just kind of chill? And, hey, free food. <laughs> do they well, try we have in? geese in our lake, but our turkeys, by the time we put their food in that two-sided barn, they're pretty big they're bigger than geese so i don't think any goose would try to get into the barn to get their food they'd probably be pretty scared off but yeah that's one thing i don't think we've had an issue with is geese in our barn ever oh what about bald eagles i was actually golfing at uh twin (laughs) golf course and there was a pond and a freaking bald eagle came down grabbed a fish and like took off i was like not expecting that but you know apparently their numbers are on the rise and they've been talking really? about you know they might they might grab a puppy or uh you know some something small like that i didn't know if uh, our birds of prey yeah we have uh, hawks all over the place here i see them we on have the hawks all over the place too but yeah. hawks are still small so yeah we haven't really had that issue i know i can remember as a little kid a raccoon like issue like a raccoon in the when they were smaller because obviously now they're kind of big to battle a raccoon they might win but back when they were smaller i remember a raccoon getting in the barn so we had to set up all kinds of traps to try to get that thing way out of our neighborhood so but yeah like i said the biggest thing we have is coyotes and that's why dad's kind of made all those little changes with the music playing and and if a turkey dies of natural causes we take it way down by the railroad tracks and kind of dump it there because i think the coyotes live around the railroad tracks ah, so, there you go. that way they get to eat something that's already dead and maybe stay down by the railroad tracks and don't come up any further so these are some handy tips for keeping coyotes away because i've uh yeah okay mm-hmm. Uh, loud it's a music. strategy that Dad came up with recently. I don't know. L- loud, mu- <laughs> loud music and scarecrow type uh, devices. Because you know, I have a. There's 40 acres undeveloped behind my house here, and at night, if you listen, there's some pretty vicious howls that come from those woods sometimes. And oh, yeah. uh, my neighbor here, uh, you know, we don't have cats, but now we do because my neighbor has them, and they're all outdoor cats, so they're all over my yard. 
And uh, I scooted one over to his yard the other day, and he thought I was kicking it. I'm like, no, I just don't want them in my yard, and I don't want them. One of them got yeah. stuck on our tree, and he was able to climb down. Cat's not good climbers, but he was able to find <laughs> his way back down. And I was like, dude, there's a lot more danger from to your cat than from me kicking it, which I wasn't. There are cars. We live in the woods, man. I mean, there are things coming. So if my question is, you know, what can people do to kind of like, uh, do you recommend your your dad's kind of remedies because? We've had a problem in this neighborhood with some uh, pets getting grabbed. I guess more for people that live kind of in a situation like you, you probably don't have animals typically. So maybe like when you cook your chicken and if you never finish it or maybe the bones of it, like throw them deep in the woods. Although if you're not having a coyote issue, you might get one. Yeah. Down there Cause it might attract them exactly. to start coming to your yard yeah. in that case. Hmm. But Okay. I, I don't know. Wondering. Yeah. Oh, and I get- mean, the I think the reason more coyotes are coming around is there's a lot of neighborhoods being built and behind them the out. Yeah. And stuff and we have a lot of deer too. Like if you drive up at the farm at nighttime to check on the turkeys, there's usually one standing in the front yard and you're like, "Okay, you're just hanging out." Well, was it a problem like when the farm first started when we actually were out and it was all farmland around you? Um, I don't think so because I think they just had plenty of places to, to go. go. Yeah, okay. And now all those neighborhoods are pretty brand new. So I'm great. I'm sure grandpa didn't have the same issues um, that we have nowadays. Yeah. I love the pictures remember that when it first started. Oh yeah. Yeah. The yeah, like a side from- by side, like Google image. Well, not a Google image from 1944, but you know. Yeah. So. I actually have a picture so I could send that to you later, but yeah, there's a picture I found cause I was trying to help uh, Covington uncovered or uncovered Covington on Instagram, she was doing a little story. So I was looking for old pictures yesterday and it's like crazy what the farm looked like when he bought it compared to what it looks like now because it's just surrounded. Um, There's a website you can go to called Aerial Views and they'll charge you if you want a print of it, but you can do a side-by-side comparison and there's pictures go back all the way even to the 30s. I mean, as you go further and further back, it's harder to find images, but I've even looked at Anderson Township like from the 40s and 50s and you can overlay it with what it looks like now and you can kind of slide back and forth and see, you know, where everything ended up being. And yeah, it's it's really cool. It's a big... uh, I'll have to check that out and see if they have something because it is pretty neat. I mean, we have quite a few different things over the years like that grandma had done or someone gave grandma as a gift because it's hard to buy for a woman that has 17 kids because she <laughs> gets a lot of blankets she got a lot of turkey stuff just like I get from my students I just got a mask today with turkeys all over it which I'm excited to wear but so wait I gotta ask so have, the time you've been a teacher have or do you like having the kids or I don't know what grade you teach but even when you're student I teach high school okay oh, I thought, did you ever do any student teaching for younger kids and have them do the turkey with the hand thing and and be like oh we're not doing this I'm tired I'm tired of turkeys I want a break <laughs> well yesterday I actually did that with my nephews we went and got okay. actual turkey feathers and washed oh, them nice. in the you can wash them in the washing machine if you put them in a pillowcase So we went and collected feathers from the field, washed them, and then I drew their little or traced their little hands, and then they glued real turkey feathers on and took it home with them. Wow. That's crap. 2.0. No no, no construction paper feathers here. Take that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Only the real thing. But my students know I'm a turkey girl. I mean, I usually get is turkey kind of gifts. There's a turkey hanging on my door, even though it's Thanksgiving, so it's appropriate now, but it's there all year round. And, the uh, to our classroom zooms is always turkey because it's something they'll remember. 
So and famously, they, Benjamin Franklin, there. Benjamin Franklin, so wanted the national bird to, to yep. be. A, to they be. all they all know that fact because there's a turkey fact. I've shared it with them. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, so there's tips on your website for people uh, if they have questions about cooking their turkeys and and whatnot. Correct. So I was correct. On the early so, yeah, do like a two-ish butterball hotline. <laughs> there is not, although a lot of people do call one of us because if you're from Northern Kentucky, you usually know one to us or one relative of a to us because there's quite a few of us. But the biggest thing that we remind people is if you're buying a fresh turkey, it's going to cook a lot faster than a frozen one. Makes sense. Oh, so that's why we say, please follow the directions on our website so you don't overcook it. You want it to be nice and juicy. What about, uh, so we got a turkey from you guys probably three or four years ago. Um, and I think we brined it. Do you, is that something you, uh, suggest? Cause like, a lot if, like of, you, if you want to compare it to one you get in the store, it's going to taste totally different. We don't ever brine them cause obviously we're busy. And so we don't have time to do an extra step yeah. our Thanksgiving dinner. Um, but a lot of people buy them and brine them. There's lots of recipes out there that people tell me about when they stop by like, Oh, I'm going to do this and this. Have you ever tried it? I'm like, I don't even know what a brine turkey tastes like. I don't think I've ever had one. Yeah, it's just salty as crap. It's basically, it's just Yeah, like, I, I, it, I know it adds salt. preservatives automatically to it, kind of. By brining it, you're kind of putting a layer of preservatives in it, is what I've heard my mom say to customers that talk about brining. But, yeah, I've never brined anything. Yeah. Or, what about, what deep, about uh, deep smoking? Frying? Deep frying? Uh, Deep frying. Oh, deep frying. Oh, deep frying. I have had a deep fried turkey, and they are amazing. That is so good. But again, it's only if someone offers to do it for yeah, us. Yeah, that seems like it's a big, dangerous yeah, mess. They get McDonald's yes. on Thanksgiving because yes, but we do sell a lot of turkeys for deep frying. Um, there's tons of people now that have smokers. So a lot of the boneless breast people, I think, are smoking them because if, depending on what size smoker you have. There's a guy, though, that buys our biggest turkey every year. He always calls and says, I want the biggest one you have. And he has a giant smoker that he smokes like a 40-pounder on over oh, the course of a day or two to get it done for Thanksgiving. So not sure if he's getting a 40-pounder this year, if he's having his big celebration or not, but he's got a giant smoker for that. And yeah. It's pretty good. I'm still a traditional girl. I like the oven cooked mashed potatoes and gravy all over it. Another thing I noticed um, on the website too is you folks uh, are are good to the environment. You do a little bit of recycling for people. Yeah, I'm kind of a recycling junkie. I <laughs> I've kind of made dad kind of become that way. So yeah, and it's recycling for my school. Like we collect ink cartridges and okay. stuff like that to yeah. help out my school in the midst of all of it. But yeah. My sisters don't like it, but I always feel like, hey, we're reaching another group of people to recycle. Oh, there you go. But we do cool. try to be good to the environment, you know, like kind of composting the food we eat at the farm into the fields. We have hay fields. We have our garden that we throw stuff in and till it once the season comes around to keep it nice and fertilized. So this time of year, it's all hands on deck with the family? Yep. Yep. So... No one's taking a vacation this time of year? Well, you've, like they can't now, of course, because of course COVID, but I mean... Right. In previous years, uh, no one's taking vacation October, November. 
Not really. And uh, all of us siblings, um, Dan and Darlene's kids, we all take off work during this time of year. My brother is the financial advisor. My sister works for Anthem. I'm a school teacher. We all just use all of our sick days and go help out because, yeah, it really is all hands hands on deck. And especially this year, because we're really not sure how many of our cousins and our extended family are comfortable because we all are pretty tight in there with our masks on. So just everybody's staying safe. And if they don't feel comfortable, we've asked them, you know, if you're not comfortable, don't put yourself in the position. But we're doing a lot of things differently too. With pickup, usually people come into our store, which is pretty small, and pick up their turkeys. This year, we're going to have a tent outside with some tables so that no one comes inside at all. We're asking customers just to put on a mask since it's going to be crowded Put on your mask, get your turkey, head back out. Um, We made a little instruction sheet to place your order. And then once you place your order, we made another sheet that if you are at risk, um, you print that out and you hold it up to our traffic director and we'll come to your car and take care of you that way. We have high risk hours from eight to nine this year, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So trying to give them options to just break it up a little bit because we know it's going to be crowded. It always is with that many people coming through one driveway, but we're trying to do things to make it work. So if I want to order a, a turkey breast, then do I call you ahead of time? Can I just come out to the farm? How does, what, was, what would be your advice? So we like to have orders so that we can know about how many we need to have ready. Okay. Um, which is really easy. If you go to tousfarm.com, I made a little Google doc. I actually made tousfarm.com into a website so that dad could put all this stuff there. You know, I have a frequently asked questions page and all kinds of stuff because I'm used to answering the phone and answering the same questions over and over. And as a teacher, you get tired of answering the same questions over and over. So, um, and then I made a Google doc that you just click a bunch of buttons and it's ordered. We will have extras, obviously for people that just drop in. We always have people that are like, I was passing by and I saw the cars. So I decided to pull in and see what was happening here. And I'm like, well, we're selling turkeys. Oh, well maybe I'll have one. So we do have extra if you don't place your order, last year we did almost sell out. So we actually did have to turn people away. So that's why I say, please order this year. I'm thinking we're definitely not going to have that problem. Um, but if you want a particular size, if you just drop in, you're going to have to take what's left. Kind okay. Because my wife was going to, we were going to go ahead and, because it's just us now, all the plans are canceled. Uh, my sister is not hosting, a uh, sister-in-law is not hosting, and we're just going to be the probably just the three of us, actually. My daughter's not even coming back from Cleveland. Um, so we're going to get a turkey breast. And now I'm, I'm keen to come out to the farm and get one from you guys. Well, you know Stephanie to us now, so yeah. you can come out and I'll yeah. help out. <laughs> okay, Name great. Yeah, yeah. You know me. <laughs> so if, if people just want to support you guys and uh, maybe get their uh, friend a gift or whatever, uh, they can get a gift certificate. Yep, we do gift certificates as well. That way, maybe you're not doing Thanksgiving or maybe your company, you want to contribute to the meal for Thanksgiving or for Christmas for your company. So we can do like $40 gift cards that would get you either a small turkey or a half a turkey or whatever you're interested in. Awesome. And we know that people are interested in uh, T-shirts. So we're excited that we got some uh, two as Yes, the collaboration. I love it. Shirts.com. We're... uh, we're hitting you from all the angles, people. Got to get your uh, turkey and your uh, your turkey tea. Everyone needs a Thanksgiving T-shirt. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's my favorite <laughs> holiday, so 
Uh, yeah, well, exactly. I'm, so I'm, we're going to go right now. And uh, there's several different designs to pick from. Uh, we all designed them in-house. They're all organic and designs on T-shirts. I love them. They're awesome. We couldn't decide when I showed my family. We were all voting for different ones. So when you said I'll do them all, I was like, even better. <laughs> Might as well. Why do we got to decide in these uncertain times? What people? <laughs> I know. I yep. know. It's different. That's for sure. No doubt. Right on. Well, I feel like we've covered it all. I think so. You know, maybe we'll do a uh, t- turkey butchering episode some other day. So we can all <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> maybe we can do that one off the record and not yeah. how it happened. <laughs> we've milked goats before. so You have milked goats before? As a field trip. Yeah. Company field trip. The, oh, the, a company field trip. The, the ladies we, ladies we, out uh, in East. We're some goat soap from, uh, what, two little ladies up in... They're out, out past Eastgate, out in Claremont County. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, we've yeah. never been goat people. We had cows when I was a little kid, so I can remember milking a cow and actually drinking warm milk, which nowadays sounds huh. so crazy, but... Yeah, yeah. But when, when we were little, it was a little bit different of an operation with Grandpa running the farm. So that's all he did. That's all he wanted to do. So at least my parents have some hobbies outside of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. But yeah, it's, I mean, at least the thing with our farm is, you know, where it grew up, you know, that it wasn't in a cage. We've had them since they were a day old. We control what goes into them. Um, So it's just kind of a nice feeling to know also right now with everything going on, supporting a small business. And my dad works really hard. So I always say that if people complain about the prices, I'm like, he works really hard. So I don't feel bad for Three twenty-five a pound again, for a turkey is not bad. It's going back to the egg thing. It's like, yeah, if if you want to go to the grocery store and get you know some garden variety chicken breast for your thing, fine. But believe it's going to make a difference if you get like the. I sound like one of these TV chefs now. It's going to make a proper difference <laughs> if you get actual good quality stuff. So I'm very anxious to come out there and get our turkey breast sorted, and also just get some chicken just for you know uh, regular meals and stuff too, because it, it does make a huge difference, folks. Well, shoot me an email when you're coming out, and I meet. I'll meet you there. Okay, great. I'll get your email uh, from Darren, and I'm gonna. Um, was we were planning on doing? Uh, we talked to the Bengals uh, beat writer last week. I was planning on dropping that episode Wednesday. I'm gonna move this this episode up. This episode will drop this Wednesday. Cause I think it makes more sense. Thanks. That yeah, way, people thank you. Can, I appreciate that because it's more time. They will have a week to get ready for for their uh, their turkey, and they can go to the website and get tips and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and they can look at the our wonderful collection of uh, Thanksgiving T-shirts and uh, to us uh, gear as well. So uh, yeah, this will drop on Wednesday, and I so guess we, I can well, we appreciate it. Now, when can we pick them up? Are people picking so, them up? Oh yeah. So people are. Some people are having their. That's a great question. Some people are having their gatherings this weekend, so they're picking them up like on Friday and Saturday for a Sunday dinner. But since they're fresh and have no preservatives, if you don't want to freeze it, you want to pick it up three days max ahead of time. Otherwise, it will spoil in the fridge. So if you're okay. planning on cooking on Thanksgiving Day. You'll want to come on either Monday afternoon or Tuesday or Wednesday. And we're even um, open the Friday after Thanksgiving. We're closed on Thanksgiving, um, but we're open the Friday after for people that are celebrating the weekend after. So is there a rush hour that we should avoid? Every year is different. <laughs> like Last year, Tuesdays was packed. And by Wednesday, it was really slow for some reason. I think everybody was trying to avoid the Wednesday rush, but as kid growing up, I remember Wednesdays were crazy. I think that people have more fridges these days. 
Then, so a lot of people would pick it up on Wednesday because they didn't have fridge space for their turkey. Uh-huh. But now with, that they have multiple fridges, I think people pick it up at different times. But yeah, if you pick it up this weekend and want to cook it next Thursday, you're going to have to freeze it for a day or two just to keep it really, and, really cold. And same thing if you come out and get a turkey breast, you'll probably need to freeze that before and then defrost If you it. get it, yeah, if you get it this weekend for next Thursday, well, yeah. what I always say is maybe get it on Sunday. And if you put it in overnight, it gets a cold crust on it, but it doesn't freeze all the way through. Okay. So it's going to stay colder and kind of naturally preserve it. You just, I mean, the whole point of getting a fresh turkey is to eat it fresh. So yeah. that's why I okay. say try to pick it up a day or two. Yeah, some people do freeze theirs. I know a couple of people, because they want to avoid the crowds, I since I checked the emails, have reached out and said, can I get it this weekend to avoid the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday rush? And I said, that's fine. Just know that you have to freeze it for a few days so that it doesn't spoil. And can I pick my individual turkey? Um, you can point at one, and then I'll tell you that this was the one. But <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of turkeys to keep track of. I can't paint the toenail or yeah. anything. I like Make sure you get that one. But I do I do tell people that I'll tell you it's the one you picked out. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so every year the, the president pardons a turkey. How I know. Find, and I've tried to get on that list. And I don't know how to do it. I have emailed and I can't find how to get on it. Just Donald at Whitehouse.com. You should be able to. Uh, yeah. He's probably already picked his turkey by now, I'm going to assume. <laughs> maybe next year. Maybe next year. I'll keep trying. I think yeah, you got to cool. get on that. Got to get on that. Do they switch farms every year or? I think so. I think they're supposed to at least, or I hope hmm. so. I mean, we're one of the only farms, like unless like a couple individual people have like a few turkeys, but we're like the only turkey farm in Kentucky really that does the processing and everything. Hmm. Wow. During COVID, that was of something I learned, like with all these processing plants closing down, since we do it all in-house, that's why we obviously don't we, have a problem getting meat, but that's one of the issues. We got to get process- Got to get one of the senators or congressmen on this for next year. I know. I guess I'll. All right, that'll be. Okay. (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Campaign for my turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that's your next Cincy shirts design is get this turkey pardoned. (laughs) Ooh, we we should for next year totally like come about October start ramping that that up. up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Look at me go. Look at me go. (laughs) That's awesome. Cool. Well, uh, at the end of every episode, we like to. allow our guests to come up with a promo code that listeners can go to our website or our stores and save 20% off their order. So do you have like a word or anything that you would like uh, people to type in, save 20%? I mean, you know, I always use Turkey for every password here at school. So <laughs> Turkey. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, it's PF interrupting here at the end of the interview just to say real quickly, in case some of you don't make it to the very end of the episode, the code is TURKEY2020 because we already had a turkey promo code in the system. So this code will be TURKEY2020. And now here's the last couple of seconds of the interview. Don't give out your passwords. (laughs) I mean, it's a Zoom password. Does anybody really want to join my geography class? I mean, I am a decent teacher. Oh, I love geography. Okay. I think think that's why I have the job. I can incorporate a lot about farming into my geography class. Cool. So we're going with turkey. Turkey it is. Easy Easy enough. enough. Yep. Type in turkey at checkout, save 20%. Walk into our store, yell turkey. The sales clerk will look at you like you're crazy. And then (laughs) you'll tell them that's the podcast code. Then they'll say, oh, okay. And they'll give you (laughs) the discount. So yeah. So uh, check out to us as farms, everybody. Get your turkey there. Place your order now. It's uh, 
Tuasfarm.com. That's T-E-W-E-S farm.com. Are you guys on the Instagrams and We're on Instagram with just Tuas Farm is on Instagram and Tuas Farm is on Facebook. So we're on both of those and lots of history lessons out there lately from some of our followers that have been researching us. I think it's kind of cool to read about my grandparents and my dad. So lots of good information out there. And you're, like I said, supporting a small family, well, large family, but small business. (laughs) Awesome. That sounds good. Yeah, make sure to check out all the uh, To His Farms t-shirts on cincyshirts.com. Uh, just go there and hopefully we'll have a banner up and uh, they're easy to locate. But My family alone is probably going to buy them. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, taking the time out to uh, talk to us. And uh, No, this was awesome. Thanks for inviting me. I had a blast. Good times. That's what we're here for. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, all Stephanie. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll right. see you. Yeah. If you come get your turkey, make sure to ask for me so I guys can meet you guys. We'll do. Yeah. All right. Oh, show. Have to get our order in. For sure. Farmer's Stephanie Dewis. Now, there's someone you'd like to hear on the podcast or someone you'd like to hear again on the podcast. Just drop us a line, podcast at cincyshirts.com. Put podcast guest in the subject line. Give us the details, either who you'd like us to have on or have back on or and maybe a little a couple sentences of why you'd like to have that person on or on again. Be sure to tell friends and loved ones about the show, including folks who may no longer live in the area but still feel connected to the tri-state. If you haven't already, check out the Cincy Shirts podcast archives from baseball great Johnny Bench to actress Amy Yazbeck. Tons of great episodes back there. Today's show is produced by me with help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia. You can find their music in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your music. Find vintage teas from great places like Philadelphia, Boston, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Louisville, Indianapolis, Seattle, and more. About like 36 cities are up to now at OldSchoolShirts.com. Lots of defunct sports teams, old malls, old restaurants, old TV personalities, all that kind of stuff. Like Cincy Shirts, but for those towns. And again, the promo code for this episode is Turkey2020. I had to call an audible there at the end of the interview. Turkey2020. Turkey was already in the system. So uh, we could, well, we could use it again, but then it would confuse things. We wouldn't know how many people used it for this particular episode. So it's Turkey2020, all lowercase, all uppercase. That part does not matter. Use that to take 20% off your entire CincyShirts.com or OldSchoolShirts.com order. Or, like Darren said, go into one of the stores over the Ryan Hyde Park, say Turkey Turkey, they'll look at you weird. Uh, or Turkey2020, that is, they'll look at you weird, and then they'll give you 20% off your entire order there. Follow our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest in T-Shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a good review wherever you get the podcast from. And as always, download or stream us next time. Bye.
Ми щось себе 